You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. Blitz is coming. Russ is going to let it fly. He's got Metcalf deep. Metcalf reaches up. He makes the catch near midfield. What a play call by the Seahawks. Just throw it deep, and Metcalf makes the catch. He has been spectacular today, and the Seahawks now can use up this last time out of the Eagles and can run this clock down. Yes, sir. This is Michael Bumpus along with my producer, Nasa Chopin. You listen to Hawk Talk, the recap edition. The Seahawks beat the Eagles 17-9 and advanced to the division round for the seventh time in Pete Carroll's 10-year career here in the Northwest. It's a great day to be a 12, Nass. It's a great day, and you can never sleep on that, man. That stat, we have it so good here in Seattle. We're so spoiled. I mean, every Monday morning after wins and losses, we get on here, and people you know, on Twitter and out there want to complain about this, nitpick about that. But listen here, you said seven of the last 10 years won a playoff game. I mean, there's a lot of teams that packed up their gear yeah. and had locker clean out last week. The Seahawks advanced. Now there's only eight teams left. They're still playing. I'm excited. Nothing. I mean, I'm happy as hell. It's, it's been a great, it's a great Monday. It's a great Monday. And uh, it's just the way that they did it. You know, the last time they played the Philadelphia Eagles, it was the same score, 17-9, yep. but it looked a little different. They rushed for 174 yards uh, the last time they played. This time, Russell Wilson had a redemption game against these guys. He didn't play his best the last time they right. played against Philly. This time, he showed up and he balled out. Proud of that dude. Proud of this team. On to the next, they're going to Green Bay. But let's talk about the main takeaways we got from this game. The Seahawks improved to 8-1 and one on the road this season, which is ridiculous. 8-1 and one on the road. Could you imagine if they would have won one or two more games oh at home? Oh, my goodness. Well, if, if, <laughs> if you would have just told me that alone, hey, the Seahawks are going to be 8-1 on the road, I would be like, okay, did they, were they 14-2? and two? Were they 15-1? and one? So, obviously, it was disappointing to go 4-4 four and four at home this season, but what they've been able to do on the road is super impressive, super encouraging. And also, some of that home record is you lost to the Saints, yep. playoff team. You lost to the Ravens, playoff team. You know what I mean? You lost to the Niners, playoff team. So, some of that factors in, but the confidence they have – at eight and one, they know, and everyone it's, it permeates through the entire locker room that when they go on the road, it's business as usual, and they're going to get it done. They're going to get it done. They also they just won their fir- fourth road playoff game in franchise history. It's so tough to win on the road during the regular season. Mm-hmm. When you can do it in the postseason, it gives you life. And this team, they are road warriors. Now they got to go to Green Bay get it done. But because they were eight and one. On the uh, excuse me, seven and one in the regular season on the road. Now eight and one total throughout the season. It gives you life, and it makes you think that this team might be able to make a run. Oh, absolutely! And it's in fourth in franchise history. The Seahawks have been around for a long time, and for the longest time, road games were hard. I mean, even last year, losing to Dallas. So to be the fourth team in history to win a road playoff game is super impressive. And yes, it def- definitely gives you confidence because now you start thinking, okay, you go to Green Bay. That's a team. If you get Dwayne Brown back, get a couple pieces back, they're in great shape. But now you have confidence, and all of a sudden, before you get too ahead of yourself, you're like, wait, we win this week, we're one game away from the Super Bowl. Crazy. I mean, it's it's wild. 
Crazy. The Seahawks also improved to 11-2 and two in one-score games. They tied the 2015 Broncos for the most one-score wins in a single season, including playoffs all time. I mean, we've been all year, we've been stressed out. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm already bald. I'm losing even more <laughs> hair messing with these guys. But games like the regular season to where they're one-score games come to light in the, in the playoffs because they've been there, they've done that, and especially when you have a young team, these guys are going to pull back from those experiences during the regular season when it comes to the postseason, when you're playing against the best teams mm-hmm. in the NFL, and it's probably going to be a one-score game anyway. Of course. I mean, they're used to that is in their DNA. They win close games. When it's winning time, when it's money time, Russell Wilson time, they get it done, and it's great because you look at teams that struggle. When you're on a team that struggles, and especially in late-game situations, when you get in that situation again, human nature is like, ah, here we go again. So you start getting tight. You start getting nervous. There is none of that on this football team. None of that. The defense recorded a season-high seven sacks against the Philadelphia Eagles. It didn't feel like seven sacks because they only totaled about 15 yards in losses, but uh, they got after that quarterback. The last two weeks, they got 13 sacks. Two weeks prior to that, one sack. I asked Pete Carroll, what's the difference? He said, clowning. (laughs) <laughs> well, Clowney is a monster. That dude is so, he's so, I mean, whether it's in the run game, getting after the quarterback, he is so impressive. And the stats won't even show it all the time. The stats don't show it because he is active on every play, whether he gets a tackle or a sack. He makes plays and he's so disruptive, whether it's an inside swim move to stop the run or whatever it is, he makes other guys make plays because of how he, how disruptive he is up front. So Clowney is definitely contributed to that. Think about it. We only have like 27 sacks on the season. Crazy. And to have seven last night is unbelievable. Unbelievable. On the national stage, DK Metcalf showed why the Seahawks drafted him. Kid balled out. 160 yards, a game-sealing catch to to finish it off in the bunch formation. Fake the screen. He goes up top. He did everything a receiver needs to do. He caught the long ball. He caught the short ball, had yards after the catch. He went downfield. He was blocking guys. He had a touchdown. Everything that you can ask a wide receiver to do – DK did it, and he looked smooth and confident doing it. From the first catch of the game, we said that when we were watching the game yesterday, you could tell in him. He flexed on him. You could just see the, the confidence in him. Like you said, you're, you're a receiver. The way he's catching the football, it looks clean. He's snatching it out of the air. Russell's putting in a place where only DK can go up and get it, and he has been a monster, and it was great to see. Yes, sir. Last takeaway, survive and advance. I don't care what it looked like. I don't mm-hmm. care if 17-9. It doesn't matter. Guess what? Philly's going home. Hawks are headed to Green Bay. All it is, it's all about winning. You just win, no matter what it looks like. There's no style points. This, yep. is, this isn't 2006 with the BCS system, yep. and you need to blow teams out. This is the NFL. This is tournament season, and they got it done. We've been saying this. If you look back at our old podcast, we've been saying this all season. When all the naysayers were just complaining, 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 well, we, we didn't win the right way, or we didn't win this way. We gave up 20 points here. We only scored this. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day in the NFL, the only things that matter are wins and losses, and like you said, survive in advance. That's the name of the game. Seahawks in the divisional playoffs. Let's go. Now we're going to move on to the top performers. Got to start off with Russell Wilson. 18 of 30, 325 yards and one touchdown. And he was also the leading rusher in the game for the Seahawks with nine carries for 45 yards and a QB rating of 108.3. 
I mean, what can you say about this guy? When it's time to perform, when the game's on the line, when they need you the most, when the run game isn't working, he not only throws for over 300 yards, he leads the team in rushing, had a big run for about 20 yards. He looked like he had a little spring to a mm-hmm. step, too. man. He's, he's starting to look a little healthy. Well, you saw that third and 15 run where he had to put a move on somebody. Yeah. He was about six yards short at first contact, puts a move on somebody, gets the first down. And when you look at that that stat line, when you're – when you're able to throw for over 300 yards when your team is not able to run the football whatsoever, that just shows you how impressive he is. And, yeah, they only scored 17 points, but they're going up and down the field. Yep. They're getting a lot of yards between 20s, and Russell Wilson's a special guy. Yep, it's all about possession. Another top performer, D.K. Metcalf, seven receptions, 160 yards, and one touchdown. D.K.'s 160 receiving yards Sunday are the most by any rookie in the NFL in playoff history. In his debut, Metcalf had fifth had the fifth most receiving yards by any player in their playoff debut. I mean, everybody was hating on this guy. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. everybody. I would say the a outsiders lot were a lot hating people. on this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, why they draft him. He can't run this route. He can't do this. And all this young man has done has worked his butt off and persevered. I'm happy for the dude. I, I described it as me watching my little nephew just grow up. Granted, he's bigger than me, but <laughs> in age-wise, he's still my little nephew. Watching him do his thing, he's looking confident. He's looking smooth. He's going to be a problem for years to come. Oh, he is going to be. He's already a monster, and I, I would shudder to think if you're a defensive back in the NFL, especially the NFC West, you're going to have your hands full for a long time. And the thing about DK, too, is you mentioned it. So I wonder for the doubters and the haters, um, you still concerned about the three-cone time? <laughs> I mean, the thing about this, so much emphasis goes yeah. into the combine. Don't get me wrong, it's important. Yeah. But you also have game tape and what he can show. And he's he spent all summer working out with Russell Wilson. He's getting up at 545, catching balls from Russell Wilson. He's hitting the jug after every single practice. Yep. He's getting out early. He's doing everything that he needs to, and it showed. I mean, not only is that an NFL record for rookies, that's a Seahawk postseason record breaking Daryl Jackson's record of 143 yards back in against Washington in 2006. So that just shows you, you know, we've had some pretty damn good receivers in this franchise, Steve Largent among them. So for him to put on that kind of performance is, is, is unbelievable. He's already immortal when it comes to the Seahawk franchise. And this is his first year. More mm-hmm. to come with this young man. Another top performer, Quentin Jefferson, two sacks, two QB hits, Two tackles for losses. It seems like this defensive line is starting to catch their stride right at the right moment. Last week against the 49ers, they had six sacks. They got seven here. Quentin Jefferson is stepping up and doing his thing. Quentin Jefferson's having the best year of his career. And um, he started the year, he had two sacks, I believe, against Cincinnati. But he's just been consistent. They've asked him to line up in almost every position on the defensive line. And he's just been consistent, whether it's the run or the pass. And what I like, too, is he was on the huddle last week, and he was talking about how um, they're still figuring each other out. It's you know people think oh after a couple games you got it, but no, it takes time. Whether yeah. it's like hey Clowney likes to do this, so I'm going to duck underneath. Or I, so they're still as the season's gone on, they've started to learn each other even more. Whether it's Jay Reed or everyone together, so now they're all putting it together. And he balled out yesterday. Now we're going to move on to the catalyst of this defensive line. Another top performer, Jadavian Clowney, five tackles, one sack, two tackles for losses. Those are good stats. But that still doesn't show no. what he really brings to the table. He is disruptive. There was a jet sweep that probably would have broke out for about 15 to 20-yard game, and he, shoot, he shot the gap, tackled the guy. He's so dang long. It's tough with this guy, and he looks healthier now. Last week, he seemed a little timid when it came to his hand movements and hand placement. 
This week, he seemed like he was going all out. He seems healthy, ready to go. Well, that play you mentioned, um, I don't think there's another uh, defensive end in the NFL who makes that play. Maybe Nick Bosa. Just the the athleticism it took, because he's shooting upfield and in a split second changes direction and throws him down for a tackle for loss. There was another play where it was going to hit another run play. It was probably going to hit for 25 or 30. He sweeps inside, makes a big tackle, and he's just, I mean, the guy is a game wrecker. Game wrecker. Jadavian Clowney, our last top performer. Low key. I don't think people are really talking about this. They're guy. not. They're not. They're Bradley McDougal, on 11 tackles, one sack, two tackles for losses. And he went up against one of the best tight ends in the game in Zach Ertz. Probably the best combo in Goddard as well. And they didn't score a touchdown. We know that the Hawks have struggled against with the tight ends mm-hmm. this season. Bradley McDougal stepped up, and he stepped up in a big way. Zach Ertz went, uh, was targeted four times, had two receptions for 44 yards. So I'll take that any day of the week. We were struggling, to, like you mentioned, to cover tight ends and to shut down. I know Zach Ertz was playing hurt. He didn't look like it. No. He looked like normal Zach Ertz, and Bradley McDougal's been balling out, locked him down. And it just uh, – it's cool to see everyone back. With Diggs back there, it just – everyone settles down. Bradley can just be in the box and worry about his business there. Diggs keeps everything in front. You're not worrying about the big play. So, great angle. So, all of them together is great for the Seahawks secondary. Yeah, that's a great point with Diggs. Pete Carroll said that their communication is awesome. You got to be able to communicate and trust. No knock to any of the other, any of the other safeties that have been playing this mm-hmm. um, this season, but there's something about the Quandre and Madugal, uh tandem that just makes sense. They trust each other. They're veterans. They know what they're doing. They're prepared. So it's nice to see McDougal really just let his hair loose and be mm-hmm. able just to play football again. All right, we're gonna move over to the receiver roundup. Like mentioned, DK. Best game of his career, seven catches, 160, one touchdown, a long of 53. The biggest catch of the game was the game ceiling third and 10. Mm. It's third and 10. They're not going to run the ball to, to, to keep the clock going. They're going to take a shot, and why not go to the biggest man on the field who was balling at the time? And Russell Wilson also goes to show you how well he was doing. He said, I'm going to throw it up so I know that DK is the one that's going to come down with it. You know, And I thought that was a great throw by him, DK. Climbs the ladder, puts that whatever his vertical was, 44 inches or whatever it was, snatches that football, comes down with a huge play, and it was great to see. Great to see. Tyler Lockett had four catches for 62 yards. Let's not sleep on Tyler Lockett. There were a lot of clutch plays in the middle of the field that he came down with. He's the deep cross champion of the world. Mm-hmm. He's great at that. He sat down in the zone. And what I liked what they did with Tyler Lockett is he usually runs that deep cross. He aims for about 20 to 25 yards to the opposite sideline. This week, he faked it and sat down in the zone, and Russell was able to find him a couple times. Yeah, and the, what about the catch on the sideline? Yes. I mean, you watch it, you're like, uh, oh, that was a great catch. But then you see the replay, like, oh, my God, he caught that. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the presence of mind and the footwork to know where you are on the field and with your body position to get your feet down is unreal. Unreal. David Moore had two catches for 57 and a long of 38. And Demo, man. I mean, he just Demo makes swag. big plays. He might not have the numbers that he would like to have. Mm-hmm. But it seems like every time he's called upon to make a play, he usually makes the play and he makes it big. The the best thing about his long of 38 yards was DK leading the charge, Woo! knocking dudes out. That's see, that's a that's an underrated part of DK's game. He's yeah. a big dude. Doesn't mean you know some receivers don't want to block. No, he came out there and was like, "Come get some." Putting DBs on the ground, love to see. And Demo, the presence of mind, he kind of came backwards as he caught yeah. the ball, turned up field, made a big play. Made a big play. Marshawn Lynch had two catches for twenty-five, a long of twenty, 
And you said it the best. He said he stiffed armed the guy into oblivion. It was, a, it was his left hand too. It wasn't even the right hand. It was his left hand. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he's a righty. Yeah, most, most yeah, guys yeah. are righty. He got you with the offhand, stiffed arm the dude. It was as nice to see him contribute in a different way this week than he did last week. Yeah, and just it just shows the power. That is just grown man strength. I don't know what else to call it. To yeah. do that with your left your left hand after you haven't been playing football a year and to throw a, a grown man in the NFL defensive <laughs> back 10 yards down the field, it's fun to see. Jacob Hollister had two catches for 16 yards. He's been consistent all year. And then Travis Homer had one catch for five yards. So now we're going to shift to the coach's corner. This is when we break down the play. We're going to break down DK Metcalf's 53-yard touchdown from Russell Wilson. It happened in the third quarter with about 8.46 left on the clock. Goes in motion. Russell play fake. Now he's going to throw down the middle. Got a man. Metcalf makes the catch diving. He is in for a touchdown. Seahawks. What a play by the rookie, D.K. Metcalf, gets in behind the secondary, makes a diving catch, hits the ground, gets back up, and then drags a defender to the end zone. 53 yards. What a play by number 14. Simply spectacular. And the Seahawks lead by 10. This is just great recognition of the defense by Russell Wilson. They start off DK in the slot. Lockett is to his left. He's outside of him. They motion Lockett across the formation, and the safety comes down. So now there's a one-high look. There's a one-high look. And now the, the, the safety that's left cheats to the other side of the field, and it's just all ability from there. there there's, there's no great route running. It's just, look, I'm bigger, I'm faster. Then Russell Wilson tosses up a football. DK catches it with his hands. I thought it was sloppy at first, but then you slowed it down. Mm -hmm. You look at his hands. It's all hands. He falls down and has the awareness to get up and get into the end zone. When you see a rookie make a play, and then he stretches out for the touchdown. Yep. He did so much in this one play, and it, there was nothing really complicated about the play. He just had to make the play, and he catches the football, falls down, gets up, stretches out. The game is slowing down for the young man. Well, and it's great to see because everyone uh, – has always wanted the Seahawks to have this big physical receiver. People have been complaining about that for years. And we've had great ones. Doug Baldwin, one of the best ever. We have Jermaine Curse. We had a lot of good receivers in this building, but they weren't that stature. To see someone with that stature go up and make the play, and like you said, to full extension, all hands, presence of mind, you know he has not been touched, and you're just growing, man, someone put in the end zone. DK is on the national stage better recognize and you have to game plan for that man because he's a problem. Game plan. Now, I'm going to go out there and say he's a little T.O.-esque. I'm not yeah. – who knows what he does after this year and it, what his career looks like. But if I had to compare him to a receiver, he's got some T.O. in him. And I'm going to say right now his hands are a little better than T.O.'s hands. I are. agree. I agree. I think T.O. is obviously a Hall, is a hall of Fame oh, yeah, type player. Sure. Uh, but you're right. In terms of the hands and the catching, and you see the work he's putting in, and it looks clean. Like yesterday is the cleanest I have seen that man look all season long. Yep. Hard work is paying off. All right. The best thing. What did we learn about this? Again, for the ninth time this year, they are road warriors. Eighth time this year. This team could go down as one of the best road teams in NFL history with a couple more wins. No team has been the fifth seed in the NFL and won a Super Bowl. If I'm going to put my money on any team, I'm going to put my money on this team because they show they can go anywhere, don't matter the time, the time zone, whatever you want to do, you go on the road, they got a chance to win. Oh, of course. And who else would you rather bet on than Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll? I mean, 
done and done. I'll take my chances in Green Bay. That's a great football team down there, and they'll have their work cut out for them. But if you're going to bet on anybody, I'd bet on number three in Pete. Most definitely. Another thing, DK showed us exactly who he is. He is just scratching the surface. This guy has mad potential. I look at him, and he had his best game as a professional. And I look at the film, I'm like, man, he's still got some things he can get better at. And yep. he just had seven catches for 160 and, and setting NFL records. So the fact that he is just scratching the surface now, NFC, AFC, the NFL, y'all better beware of this young man, number 14. Yeah, take notice, man. He's out there. I, I think I think the word is out. It was, it was cool that you got to do that on a national stage, everybody watching the last game of Wild Card Weekend, which was a great weekend. Quick sidebar, shout-out to Michael Bumpus, who predicted the hey. Tennessee Titan win last week. Credit where credit's due. I didn't think it was going to happen, but it did happen, so good for you. Appreciate, appreciate. You know, hey, hey, a blind, a blind squirrel finds another hey. down there. You know hey. what I mean? Another thing, the Seahawks are just two wins away from the Super Bowl. They survived, and they advanced. You just go to Green Bay. You do what it is you do. I like the matchup. I would have preferred going to San Fran just to smack those dudes and, and remind them who's boss, but – they're going to Green Bay, Lambeau Field in January. Where else would you would, would you want to play against Aaron Rodgers, against um, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams? They got a squad. The Seahawks have a squad. I think they're up for the challenge. Again, this is Michael Bumpus along with Nasa Chobie. Hog Talk Recap Edition. The Seahawks beat the Eagles 17-9. Sound familiar? In advance to the division round of the playoffs. It's been real. We'll holler at you next time.